Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Welcome to the In the Clouds podcast. This is Bobby Tishy alongside Cole Fisher and Nick Berggraf. Excited to talk to you guys today about Interaction Studio. Before we jump into it, just always a reminder, if you guys have topics or questions, you can email us at inthecloudz at levdigital.com. Uh, and then also, um, thank you for everybody who has subscribed and reviewed. I think we're at nine reviews now. <laughs> so whoever uh, gives us that 10th review, uh, we'll give a, a special gift to. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so excited to talk to you guys about Interaction Studio. This is actually going to be a two-part podcast. So we'll start with really kind of covering what is Interaction Studio and really the basics of it on this podcast. And on the next one, we'll jump into part two of some of the more technical elements of it and the strategy of implementing it and all of those different elements. Uh, I'm so excited to jump in. So. Cool. If you wouldn't mind just first giving a brief introduction to Interaction Studio and what it is, especially as it relates to Salesforce and some of the other clouds and things, that'd be great. Yeah. So Interaction Studio is, <clears throat> well, previous, what's, what was prior called Thunderhead? It's been um, a product that's it's very different than the normal suite of products for Salesforce. So um, Bobby, actually, this was, you know, uh, probably a year and a half ago uh, at Connections, you originally had the uh, um, opportunity to speak about Interaction Studio. And the the whole thing was, you know, the the customer journey and the the customer journey and what we're doing wrong. Uh, And it was about how we drop people into um, sort of predetermined static linear journeys based on what we want them doing rather than listening to, you know, them telling us what they want to do. Bobby, by the way, bailed on that, and I ended mm-hmm. up giving <laughs> like day of finding out that I had Definitely to do it. <laughs> so, um, but but that was that was kind of the the whole point of it is is you know we've got, we've had all this this uh, Martech and all these best practices and things like that about how we orchestrate the journey for the customers, and this is really the the first um, iteration of something that's actually completely customer driven. Even though we're building the use cases and, and defining that or, or trying to define that for them, it's a lot more listening and um, reacting to what the customer wants in real time. So according to Salesforce, their, their, their quote on the site is, um, Interaction Studio is, uh, something, is a tool that essentially uh, can visualize, track, and manage customer experience with real-time interaction management, driving valuable engagement at the right moment just the way your audience prefers. So broken down, what that really means is it's a real-time interaction management. Um, so this is the first time there's been a single layer cohesively across every channel this is the first real omni-channel experience um, throughout the customer's lifecycle touch points and um, this provides the the brand or the company um, the ability to act and react to the customer's true intent uh, wherever they are so this isn't you know the first time where it's like oh they're on the site 
they've abandoned something. Now we can try to pull them into email. And, and this is more than that. It's, it's where they are in mobile. It's, you know, uh, brick and mortar. It's, you know, in, in stores, it's on sales and service calls. Uh, so this is the first time where we're actually seeing that, that interaction monitoring management and real time um, serving the customer experience across all channels. There are two examples I always like to think of or bring up when people talk, talk about Interaction Studio. One is the casino example. So when working with the, within the casino industry, the biggest element for them is how do I keep people at the table for five minutes longer? Mm -hmm. And with one particular casino we were working with, they were saying that if each person, each patron that came in stayed an extra five minutes, that was equatable to $80 million in revenue for them over the course of a year. And so as far as Interaction Studio is concerned, what they were able to do is they were put, able to put the Interaction Studio tags on their casino slot machines. And as soon as I put my card in, to, so it recognizes that it's me, if I take it out, I could get uh, an immediate push notification or text message from this casino giving me a $5 play credit. So I'll go back and sit down for another five minutes mm -hmm. or it could be a free drink credit or something like that. So to your point, Cole, it's taking all of these different formally disconnected channels and being able to bring them together. The other example I always like to think of too is for sales and service. So with Interaction Studio, whether it's, you know, you use Salesforce as a CRM or you use your own proprietary CRM, you can have a module within it that gives the next best action. So based on everything I've done on your website, every uh, purchase I've ever made, every time I've walked into your store, I you can see all those things and Interaction Studio through AI will give that service rep a next best action based off of that. So yeah. some really cool, powerful technology for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's being done, that's being powered by um, these sort of cross channel tools. So, you know, if you've got your, JavaScript snippet on your site uh, on web. You've got uh, your mobile SDK, um, you know, ad analytics for, for click-throughs and things like that. And, and so, um, and this is all coming back into marketing cloud, coming back into CRM. And so, yeah, your sales and service agents, they know what the next product is that is most relevant to this person. They know what they've been looking at or even what correspondences they've received and everything all in one single um, glance as, as the customer, <clears throat> you know, either comes into the store or calls in with issues. Um, so it's, it's the kind of the, the main value, um, is, you know, personalizing their experience, whether that's on web, mobile, anything like that, and being able to orchestrate that across all those channels. Um, to, you're able, sorry, go to, ahead, Nick. to that point, I think there's a, this common misconception or maybe a lack of understanding about what IS is. So we, we really defined it and, and mm -hmm. laid the groundwork of like, hey, this is what it actually is. But I'm curious, like, what is that common misconception? Because from what I can tell, uh, people look at, at Interaction Studio slash, you know, Thunderhead, formerly Thunderhead, and see web personalization, like real-time web personalization. Yeah. And that's a really good call because I, I feel like, <clears throat> and this is this is very true, I, that tends to be the, the number one go-to move. It's like, oh, web personalization. Somebody clicks through an ad, they want this type of product, I'm gonna serve the banner or I'm gonna you know, personalize the web just to what that is. And, and that really is a, a very handy use case, but also is very narrow in its scope. And there's a lot of misconceptions around what Interaction Studio is or does. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's got really great analytics. So if you've actually seen where, where you've, you've 
you and the, and the customer have actually plotted out the life cycle stages before and it shows where people are coming in, where they're dropping out, where they're moving forward or moving back in that life cycle. Because, you know, we, we've, we know that <clears throat> personas are one thing, life cycle stages are another thing, but none of those are static. They're always dynamic. They're always changing. One person in a single persona is going to change or their interests will change over time or their needs will change once they've converted on certain products and things like that. Or if nobody really follows the same life cycle. We don't really go from like awareness to acquisition to, you know, so on and so forth. Like that doesn't really, you know, ladder step in, in perfect form like that. Mm -hmm. Usually you drop back and you do a little more research or you found a competing product. And so, you know, you, you go into the education phase and things like that. And so all of that changes. And so this really is really cool analytics to map that out. And so a lot of people get really excited about the analytics. Like, oh, I just want to implement this and learn about my customer. <clears throat> and then what they find is, if you've never really established the KPIs of what you want to do, well, now you just have like a bunch of analytics that you really can't tie the value to what you got out of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's not really analytics. It has great analytics, but it's not an analytics tool. Um, and so that's one of the big things. And it's, it's also different from the products out there. I think, you know, um, cause people ask about like Adobe test and target and, and those types of like competing products. Um, and, and this is really based on <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the individual persona basis. Um, or the, the individual person basis rather than like their persona, like, like, like products like that are, are doing like Adobe test and target. Like they're looking for a single persona and I define this static group as this persona, mm -hmm. then I can activate this, but this is entirely based on the individual. So <clears throat> it's always different for whatever that individual is doing. Um, so I'm able to take all of the data from all of these different places that I tag or that I'm collecting data that all comes into Interaction Studio as an engine, let's call it. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'm able to, you know, we always talk about the phrase, the right message at the right time on the right channel. And I think that this really, Interaction Studio epitomizes that specifically because what we're able to do then is have Interaction Studio as its hub and then call out to whatever it might be. So obviously there's pre-built connectors into marketing cloud specifically, but I could also call out to another SMS provider, for example, or my proprietary CRM at these important points in time where I have information that's valuable to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's being done as well by, you know, you know we, we may have a JavaScript, somebody raises their hand, we identify them. Mm -hmm. but they're on another device or they're on mobile or something like that, or they're in the app and we may not know who that person is. And then slowly over time, we're marrying those profiles and getting all this really rich data about them. Um, and you're right, just serving that across, across the board. But I think there's also confusion too as to like how Interaction Studio plays with the other products in the suite. What does it replace in Salesforce? What does mm -hmm. it complement? Um, and so there's, I think there's some misconceptions around that. Um, it cooperates really well with Journey Builder, the two of them kind of as they uh, coincide, you know, Interaction Studio is really more based for, um, you know, inbound and offline orchestration, the ability to um, touch point with, you know, service and sales with, with the actual brick and mortar, with direct mail, things like that. Um, it's reactive in real time and it's also individual customer centric where it's, it's more focused on the insights around the customers where Journey Builder is more focused on the type of engagement and sending out those outbound messages. Mm -hmm. So it, the two complement each other really well. Um, one of the things that I do hear a lot is that 
personalization builder or you know predictive intelligence pi i go digital whatever how, however far back you want to go with that timeline is is supposed to be replaced by interaction studio and that's not really the case they're very different interaction studio can there's kind of this venn diagram where interaction studio can do abandonment triggers um but if you're really using it to its full potential you're probably tying that into more omni-channel like uh push notifications and things like that when somebody you know leaves the app with something in the cart or something like that you can still you can send them a push or if they're more responsive on mobile, you may send them a push if they've left something in the cart on the site mm -hmm. um, and you have those, those profiles tied together. And so th there's, uh, there's really rich use cases for that abandonment, but what it's, what it's not doing necessarily is that um, product or content catalog management mm -hmm. and recommendation and things like that. For it to do that, it can do that, but it would be a very heavy lift and you would basically be teaching it to do what um, Personalization Builder already does with mm -hmm. Einstein. Um, now it can also complement that and and talk about, you know, the affinities or the current persona and things like that and when and how those recommendations should be served. But serving up those actual recommendations itself or moderating, you know, moderating that entire product catalog is is something that you probably don't want Interaction Studio doing because that's going to be a very heavy data lift for Interaction right. Studio to do that. I think there's something to be said too about Interaction Studio doesn't really replace any tech debt. Um, that, that a company would have, right? Because the processes, like the manual processes and APIs that would go into triggering this kind of, you know, cross omni-channel experience, I don't, I, I can't imagine that there's any customer that we've worked with that they've had something in place across different channels to mimic Interaction Studio just because the, the engineering behind Interaction Studio is so, uh, so deep on so many different levels and having, you know, chasing down through D, you know, the DMP of, Hey, this is my unknown user. Now it's a known user. And then really just building out that life cycle propensity that's to your point, customer driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that the only in our scenarios where we've seen people take away tech debt is when they have implemented something similar uh, like a red point for example mm -hmm. yep. but really as we got into it we realized that even solutions like red point are not doing everything that interaction studio is capable of doing and so it's, a, it's an extremely powerful tool and that's why as we get to the the next episode part two it'll be really good to talk more about the strategy what mm -hmm. implementation looks like and those sorts of things um just to quickly uh we talked about it being uh, omni-channel and uh, we talked about a little bit about the data side of it too but uh, the also element just to, just to pull it home is it's truly real-time interaction management. So as things are happening in true real time, we can react to them in certain ways or however we might want to. And so as those different things are complemented by marketing cloud, like Cole mentioned earlier with Journey Builder, I can put in an interaction studio activity in my journey. Um, but at the same time, I could use interaction studio to kick off a journey or to end a journey for someone in particular. So there's a lot of really cool use cases for it as we dive into it. So hopefully that's a, a good uh, overview of Interaction Studio and just what it is as a product. Like we said in part two, we'll dive into more of the strategy around it, the implementation elements as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, but before we leave, and completely unrelated, worst job. <laughs> worst job you've ever had. Oh, do you wanna go first or do you want me to? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. 
I'm embarrassed by this one. <laughs> this would be good. Then. And uh, my wife doesn't know this story. Um, <laughs> she does now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she will. I think she'll also be our, our 10th review. Uh, it's going to be a scathing one. <laughs> so uh, junior year in high school, I had a, a girlfriend that worked at the Abercrombie Kids. And I already had a job, but to spend more time with her, I took another job working on the weekends at Abercrombie Kids. I, you I, I, lasted, <laughs> I lasted a month, and I only bought one outfit. But, uh, and it be, took your whole paycheck, right? Exactly. <laughs> to be one of those guys that, that was an Abercrombie worker, oh, man, I, I look back at that as the worst job. <laughs> so were you, you working at Abercrombie Kids? Did you buy an outfit from Abercrombie Kids? No, I had to go upstairs to oh, the okay. adult store. <laughs> okay. What about you, Cole? Um, I, I worked a job also junior year of high school and it was um Abercrombie kids <laughs> <laughs> i wish that would have been a lot easier um it was it, i was basically a handyman in the schools that was entirely uh, it was myself and one other guy that were, that we were entirely responsible for um removing and redoing the floors in like all the classrooms um and so it was like peeling up old linoleum or like dirty old carpet that's been down for like 50 years that has like biology class dissected frog scent on it. And, and, and then like relaying carpet. And so like, you're just, you're either, we had, you know, essentially razor blades on sticks and we're scraping up old, like 50 year old glue all day, super manual labor. And then um, after that you were just like, down on your knees, combing through the, the uh, carpet glue, putting it all over it, and just like slowly rolling it down. And if you screw up a floor, it's just so blatantly obvious. And when you're 17, what don't you screw up? So I was like, uh -huh. I'm doing and redoing all this. It was, it was, I mean, it was just, and it was every day. I and mean, we would start at like five in the morning and then go to like, um, like two or three in the afternoon. And then I had like cross country practice right after that. So I'd have to go and like run eight miles after that, after a long um, day of work. After uh, inhaling all that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bobby, what's that? You've done a bunch of renovations. What's that uh, bad stuff called? Carcinogen? You know what I'm talking about. Was it mesothelioma or something like that? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Those are the commercials I see all the time. Uh, the, yeah. the common one where they like get on the suits and remediate it all. Asbestos? Uh, asbestos. Uh, oh, no, yeah. It's, it's, you, usually that's, that's ceiling related. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure. sure I, pretty sure it's in tile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I got some of it, but. Oh, and then there was one day where we just didn't have any, or like one week where we didn't have any work to do. Like, this, like the schools just didn't have anything. Oh, by the way, all, all schools shut off their AC oh, in the summer. Oh, really? If they don't have classes. They're shutting off their AC. And oh. if they're. So we're, we're only going to the schools that don't have summer school classes. And I mean, it's just 90 degrees at best, oh, sweltering heat. Oh, it's just awful. And then there was one day where uh, our, our boss, the guy that owned the company, had like two of us. He's like, oh, we don't have work. I was like, yeah, all right, we've got the week off. Oh, great. You know, yeah. hang out with my friends. Just come out to my place and um, you just uh, walk this half mile road and just chop all the trees down that are within 10 feet of the roads. Oh. Oh, <laughs> blistered delirious didn't have any water just chopping trees down. everything i mean chopping trees down is bad enough doing it for a half mile <laughs> just like that was just awful that's awful yeah that was mine <laughs> i think there there are two in the running uh one is i was uh, my first job i was 14 i was a basketball referee 
at a boys and girls club. Yeah. And you didn't uh, like that? You know, you'd think it'd be fun. I was Until doing you get like torched by a parent. Exactly. So oh. you're, you know, you're roughing five or six year olds, you know, they can barely dribble the ball and the whole entire time. You have these parents calling out these basketball fouls or like violations that like they're five or six, like the kid's traveling. You can't, you, you can't just carry <laughs> they're the They're all traveling. <laughs> they're all traveling all the time. And then like, you know, at times there would be like where all 10 kids are like in the lane, right? And they're just trying to score. They get a rebound. You get the one dad who's counting down the lane yeah, violation. Like, three seconds. <laughs> three seconds. So, oh, boy. The other, the other bad one was um, I had a great job at a watch shop. And uh, for some reason, I always wanted to work at a golf course, but I could never get a job at a golf course. Finally, I did. It was like 20 or something. And I, so I leave this great job at the watch company. And I go there. I lasted like a week. Because it was like, it had just rained and then it got like a little cold. So like all the driving range golf balls had like gotten into mud and they wouldn't come up with the golf cart that goes around to collect them. So like, yeah, I actually, you know, I know this isn't a great job, but would you mind going out there and picking up all the range balls out of the mud? Cool. Oh, I guess. So I last, I didn't last very long. I asked, so I asked for my old job back at the watch company. And this is classic. My manager at the watch company, my first day back, because anytime you get there, you're there by yourself. The night before, she had planted all of these fake golf balls all around oh, the, no. the watch company. <laughs> so great. I got in the first day, just probably 100 golf balls sitting there. Like, oh, That's oh, great. It was great. So, well, thanks guys for listening. Again, next podcast will be part two of Interaction Studio. And uh, we'll also um, be diving into the strategy and implementation elements there. So again, reach out to us in the clouds at lovedigital.com and we'll talk to you soon.